Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Kenny Rongo. Ken is a children's and youth worker at Grace Point Church. Hello there, and welcome to our podcast on Monday. This mission month, in this podcast on Mondays, we have been focusing more on telling others about Jesus. In our episode last week, we reminded ourselves three key things to always remember about God as we think about telling others about Jesus. And those three things were God is sovereign, that God is gracious, and number three was that God is powerful. Now, in today's episode, we'll think about three truths from the Bible that ought to encourage and motivate us as we want to tell others about Jesus. Three things to motivate us as we want to tell others about Jesus. And these three things are, one, Jesus is glorious. Two, heaven is real and great. And three, hell is real and terrible. So three things. The first thing to remember as we want to tell others about Jesus is Jesus is glorious. You see, the Bible in almost every page makes this clear that Jesus is glorious. Yes, he is glorious. In fact, this is what we admit when we pray the Lord's Prayer, that prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Hallowed be your name. When we pray this, we want to see Jesus' name hallowed. We want to see his name glorified. We want to see Jesus honored. In other words, we are asking that the Lord be treated appropriately, that at his name, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And if he is Lord, then all, that is everyone, ought to glorify him for who he is. The sad truth is, not many are worshipping Jesus. Not everyone is giving him the glory that is due to him. Many today are living as if Jesus is not Lord. They are not concerned about him at all. They really don't care. In fact, what worries them is what is making headlines in the news, what political affiliation they ought to join or to support. What worries them is how the economy is faring on. And they are not concerned at all about Jesus' glory. They don't give him the glory that he deserves. And thus, he's a motivation for you and I to evangelize and to share the good news with them. He is motivation to not be ashamed to share the gospel with many, reminding them that one day, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. And they will do this because Jesus is glorious. And you see, if you and I really believe that Jesus is glorious and that one day he will come again, yes, that one day he will appear for a second time, then we won't keep silent when Jesus is not known and worshipped, when Jesus is not honoured, when Jesus is not hallowed. What we will do is we will go forth and tell the goodness of the Lord. If we really believe that Jesus is glorious, we will not hesitate to go and make him known. So the first motivation for us telling others about Jesus is knowing that Jesus is glorious. Moving on to the second thing that mo should motivate you and I to share the good news is this. 
Heaven is real and great. To put it differently, the new creation is real and great. Now, the last two chapters of the Bible, that is Revelation 21 and 22, are such beautiful chapters that we ought to keep reading from time to time. Yes, they are wonderful chapters that we ought to keep reading again and again and from time to time. And not just read them, no. We read them and let the truth therein sink in. Let me read just four verses from Revelation 21. Listen and hear these glorious things. These chapters tell us. This is John writing and then he says in Revelation 21 verse 1 to 4. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain. For the older things had passed away. Now, have you heard some really exciting news here? Here John saw a new heaven and a new earth. And then goes on to say he saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. This first verse is itself good music to our ears. It should make us be filled with joy and excitement of what new creation or what we call heaven will look like. One thing missing from this world from this new creation will be the sea, verse 1 says. You see, in the Bible, sea represents chaos in life. It represents separation from loved ones and the possibility of judgment. Just think about what the Red Sea meant in Exodus. It meant judgment for the Egyptians, for Pharaoh, and for his soldiers. So then, what no longer in a sea in the first verse of Revelation 21 means is in heaven, in creation, which is real and glorious, there will be no more chaos. There will be no more concern, no more crying, no more terminal illnesses, no more last goodbyes, no more death, no more conflicts, no more war. There will be no more sea. The Bible makes it clear that God himself, we see to it that he will wipe every tear from our eyes. He'll be saying never again. It's all over. It's all done. So with this reality of how new creation and heaven will look like, then why do we fail to witness and to evangelize? You see, because the new creation is wonderful and the future is certain, then you and I ought to tell others about it. If we are excited about where we are heading, or rather, who we are heading towards, we'll be motivated to tell others that they can be heading there, too. So, because heaven is real, then let's go forth and tell and share this with others. Let's allow this truth to motivate us to share the gospel with many who have not heard of Jesus and who have not worshipped him and glorified him as they ought to. So far, we have seen two things that Jesus is glorious and heaven is real and great. Now, 
Moving on to the third thing that should motivate us to witness about Jesus is this. Hell is real and terrible. Hell is real and terrible. You see, many people today dismiss hell as a myth or treat it as a joke. Many of our friends and colleagues, many of our family members don't think that hell is real. They just see it as a joke or a myth. Of course, we need to be reminded again and again that hell is real. When we read the Gospels and see how Jesus himself talked about hell, we need to see it as real. Hear what he says of hell in story of the rich man and Lazarus in Luke 16, verse 22 and 23. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In hate, or if you like, in hell, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me, and said Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, because I'm in agony in this fire. Do you hear what Jesus says of hell? It's a place of torment. Hell is real. Hell, as Jesus describes it here, is final and fixed. Elsewhere in Mark chapter 9, verse 48, Jesus talking of hell says, It's a place where the worms that eat them do not die and the fire is not quenched. This is scary, isn't it? Hell is real and it's a place of torment. Here what Likotais and renowned evangelist in his book Honest Evangelism says, of these words about hell in Mark chapter 9, verse 48. These words about hell are all straight from Jesus' lips, and they are loving warning to us. The reason Jesus talked about hell is because he doesn't want people to go there. The reason Jesus died was so that people wouldn't have to go there. The only way to get to hell is to trample over the cross of Jesus. You see, if we really believe this, if we really understand this, then we ought to witness and tell many about Jesus. We need to tell many about Jesus who only can save us from getting to hell. If we believe this, we will for sure evangelize and never wish that any of our friends will go there. We never wish that any of our family members will go to hell. I like how Dikotais finishes by saying, loving people, he says, means warning them about hell. Now, as we bring this to a conclusion, allow me to read a very challenging paragraph I came across a few days ago about how a Christian can be tempted to be passive and not to think about these realities that we have talked about today. Please listen in and reflect more as we conclude. Here is what Ricotais in Honest Evangelism says. We must, as Christians, beware of living as functional atheists. Deep down, I know Jesus is great, heaven is real, hell is real and terrible. And even in church on a Sunday, I sing about the reality that Jesus is the only way it can be hell can be avoided. But Monday to Friday in the office, at home with non-Christian relatives when visiting friends who are rejecting Jesus, I live as though it isn't true. End of quote. 
challenging words here, isn't it? That you and I, we who are Christians, can live as functional atheists. Deep down our hearts, knowing so well that Jesus is great, that heaven and hell is real, but not sharing about these truths with our friends and with our neighbors and with our relatives on Monday to Friday. May the Lord help us to not help it, but to speak of Jesus and to seize every opportunity to make him known. Thank you so much and do have a good day ahead. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Grace Point Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again tomorrow for a new episode. Goodbye.